I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. And we are continuing our hard charge all the way till 3 o'clock when Jeff Kaplan, who is back in the building from vacation, uh, will uh, take you home and get you there safely and smartly is the way we like to say that. And uh, I am incredibly excited to have joining us in studio the newest member of the Deseret News team who has a fascinating story. Uh, Jill Adley uh, joins us. Jill, welcome to the family. Hello, thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> uh, so Jill comes uh, is a Utah native, grew up yes. in Orem, uh, and uh, comes to us by way of CNN, where she's spent the last uh, 17 plus years, uh, most recently as the uh, producer, senior producer for Wolf Blitzer on CNN, and has a uh, wealth of experience and insight there. Uh, I, I noticed as you walked through the uh, newsroom here at KSL and you saw the you know Windows computers and your TV folks, uh, what's day two like here in Utah? Well, actually, it felt really good in there. It was like dark. Everyone had like all these monitors. There's a sense of chaos, people eating at their desk, crumbs everywhere. It's like, okay, yeah, this feels like home This in is here. home. Yeah, this I feel is good home. in here. Everyone's like panicked. I'm like, okay. So yeah. it's a different it's definitely a different feel, you know, from being over at Desert News, but um but at the same time I I was looking forward to that kind of a change. Yeah, that's great. Well, as I mentioned, you uh, you were with Wolf Blitzer for uh for a long time, senior producer there. Uh and I wanted our our viewers just to get a sense. One, give us a a little backstory on your journey. I mean, how do you go from Orem, right? <laughs> to CNN and Wolf Blitzer? Uh, back to the Deseret News. That is not a normal path. No, it's not, actually. Well, you know, I lived here. I went to university. I went to Utah Valley University uh-huh. for a little while. And and then I did BYU for a little while. And then I thought, I'm going to go back east. So I went back east and ended up getting my master's degree at George Washington University. And to be honest with you, by this point, I thought I was going to be married with kids. And, you know, because growing up here, it's, that's a really big focus. And I thought, Wait, what's what's going on? I'm not married. Where are my kids? What's what's going on? So I ended up doing my master's degree. And at George Washington University, they had this program called Crossfire. You're familiar with mm-hmm. it with James Carville oh, yeah. and yeah. the whole thing. That's old school. It's old school. And I thought, what is this? It was kind of like that buzz I was just talking about in the newsroom. I was like, this is so exciting. Everyone's just like bouncing around. I should be doing this. So they're like, well, you have no TV experience. So you can do it. But. So I did it as an intern. So I worked nights and weekends because I was working at George Washington University at the time. So I was working nights and weekends at CNN, and I just got my foot in the door. And I got to know like the, the bureau chief really well and Wolf Blitzer, who was the anchor there. And I, just, and I think the fact that I was a little bit older 
a little bit more mature. They started sending me out in stories, and really I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, like, faking it, you know. But um, I did it, and then I just kind of worked up my way. And next thing you know, I'm working as Wolf Blitzer's booker and book the guest on his show. So I like to call myself a professional stalker because, you know. <laughs> That's a you, big part of it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> because you you get no's from people. You ask them, but they say, they say no, no, no. But then a lot of times you just kind of have to be in their Get orbit that right but not yeah. like annoying and so that's why i called myself a professional stalker so that finally hopefully they'll say yes to the interview and then voila so i got paid to talk to people so yeah that's, that's a pretty good thing. great yeah that's a really cool thing and he's really respected so that helped too that's right yeah wolf Blitzer has a uh, a great reputation out there and uh, being able to get those guests is is really the name of the game a lot of people see okay you know the guests come through but nobody ever really thinks through what the producer has to do to get those guests in the chair. Well, because somehow you're supposed to be like a magician and be and open the waters of traffic, have there be perfect weather. When no you have other congressional commitment. members on the on the floor and there's votes going on. You're yeah. supposed to somehow control that so that they can make sure that they hit their their time. And so that was really stressful. But you know, it's just all part of the job. And so I ended up being there for 17 years. But wow. it's great because that's how I ended up meeting my husband, uh-huh. who's from Egypt. Uh-huh. And you know, after you know, having a child five months ago, I thought, you know, I don't want to be working till seven, eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. All these debates and primaries are already coming up, you know, long nights, long weekends. Yeah. And my family's from Utah. And so it just kind of worked out that yeah. the timing was great. And then I met Jeff Simpson, of course, here and it just and, and you, of course. So just one thing led to the next and it just worked out perfectly and I couldn't be happier. Awesome. Well, we're very excited to have you. If you're, if you're just joining us, we're uh, talking with Jill Adley, uh, who is the brand new director of strategic reach and development here at the Deseret News and uh, part of the great family here with Deseret News and KSL. And uh, I want to ask you just in our in our last couple of minutes, Jill, uh, on weeks like this where there's a, a big shooting or there's a big national story, uh, give our give our listeners just a little behind the curtain. Uh, what's that like in a CNN newsroom as you're trying to break down what's happened, what's next, and how are you going to talk about it? Well, I think what people forget is that as we're telling the story, a lot of times we're learning it the same time same time yeah and so people tune in to get the news from you but at the same time you're getting the news right then and so you have to deliver the news but you also have to try to do it without emotion so all these horrific shootings like i went to the virginia tech shooting or the sandy hook shooting and Mm. all these horrible things they never get easier and it's horrific because you've got to talk to these family members and people like my job was to try to get these people to come on the air to do an interview to tell us their story and so I mean, you would cry with them. You would attend these vigils with them, and you would try to say, you know, you'd say, we'd love to know the legacy of your loved one who's lost, mm-hmm. who's been, you know, yeah. lost. And so it would be a real, you'd have to have a real special way to try to get these people to talk and tell their story. And even after, like, the Boston bombings, like, things yeah. like that, it is really hard to get these people to tell the story, but people want to tune in because – People like to mourn with those who are mourning and sympathize those with, you know, and so it's, it really helps with the storytelling, but it is really hard. And like people in the news business are not like iron, you know, without emotion. Exactly. And so (laughs) it would be in the, in the control room and everybody would be crying at Mm -hmm. like some of these people's feelings about their kids that they just lost and like the the way they reacted. And it's really, really hard. It's like really emotional. And then you go home and you're just like, 
it's a lot and you have to really decompress. But, mm. um, you know, people rely on you to tell them the story and mm. you have to really try to put your emotions aside. But, you know, it's, it's an important thing that's happening or things that need to happen yeah. so that this doesn't happen again. But it's it's harder than people think. Yeah, it's a real challenge for sure. Uh, Jill Adley, thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources. Today. We are thrilled that we were able to steal you away from Wolf Blitzer and CNN uh, and get you to be part of the Deseret News family here as the Director of Strategic Reach and Development. Thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks so much. All right. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about this idea of grieving and uh, what that means. We'll get some interesting perspective from former Vice President Joe Biden and the grieving he went through when he lost family members in tragic ways. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, Deseret News Opinion Editor on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.